You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. All right, so let's talk about some numbers here. So today's session is about the power of follow-up. Okay. And for the most part, 2% of sales are made during the first point of contact, which means 98% you're leaving on the table. Okay. The 60% of customers say no four times before saying yes. So I want you to think about how many times you actually follow up with your current prospects. Many of you don't do that. (laughs) And I've worked with a lot of professionals, a lot of businesses um, that have no sort of follow-up system. And so they're leaving a lot of the, the I guess, money on the table, a lot of um, prospects or c- potential clients just out there without either somebody helping them or them really realizing that they could use your services. Another percentage here is 48% of salespeople or businesses never make a single follow-up attempt. I want you to think about how often you follow up with people you've connected. How often do you follow up with uh, potential clients that have connected with you and expressed an interest over something that you've done. You'll likely fall into one set of these numbers somewhere, right? So some reasons for not following up include uh, time. 27% of professionals who were surveyed in this said time was their biggest issue for not following up. You know, which one do you resonate with, right? 23% lack of resources. They don't have the people. uh, They don't have the tools. They don't have what they need in order to follow up promptly or consistently. And 11% of those professionals said they just don't know what to say. (laughs) Right. So it's, I don't, I don't, you want me to follow up? How do you, what, what am I supposed to say in that follow up conversation? Right. And so I'll talk a little bit about that today as well. And I'm going to add a couple other reasons here based off of my experience. Some people just don't have systems in place. And some of those systems can be, um, you know, it's very, very simple and it doesn't have to be anything complicated. And yet people want to make things more complicated than what they are sometimes. And so your follow-up system, your follow-up system is, Your follow-up system can be very simple and mostly automated if you can. Then there's the mindset issue of the fear of being salesy, annoying, and pushy, right? And I know many of you (laughs) have that feeling of, I don't want to annoy them. I don't want to, you know, bother them. I don't want to, you know, I don't. Fun fact, though, right? Despite how you feel about um, following up with people or having sales conversations, you're running a business and not a hobby. Right. So unless you want to continue to have a hobby and not be able to support yourself or have the financial freedom that you like or the vacations or the buy, whatever it is that you like. Right. You at some point, you're going to have to have a conversation and make a sale and just ask. So let's do. I know some of y'all are going to hate me for this. I know it, but let's do a little calculation. (laughs) Right. I can hear the people. Oh, oh. You know, really, really, we got to do math. Yeah, we got to do math. Yeah, we got to suck it up, Buttercup. We got to do some math here. Okay. So I want you to think about um, in the last 30 days, 
I, I want you to get your best note-taking thingy and, and follow me here, okay? And write it down as we go. But in the last 30 days, how many potential clients contacted you? They expressed an interest. They want to work with you. Write that number down. Then I want you to take, subtract the number of sales made on the first contact. So they reached out to you. Um, you had a conversation with them and they said, yes, I'm going to buy your thing. I want you to write down how many people actually said that. So for example, let's say 10 people in the last 30 days contacted you. Let's say you made one sales out of that initial contact. Now you have nine number, nine non-sales potential clients. Okay. So nine non-sales. Then I want you to take that number and we're going to carry it over to another calculation, if you will. So take the number of non-sales that you have, and I want you to subtract how many people you reached out to on a second contact that actually made a sale. So for example, let's say, well, moving on for a little bit. So the number of non-sales that you have subtracted um, by the number of sales made on a second contact, which will give you the number of potential clients left. And then from the number of potential clients, I want you to multiply that by your average sales price. That's going to tell you how much money you left on the table. So an example. So carrying over, you have uh, nine people um, that were left from the previous con uh, calculation. You made a second follow-up call. One person decided to buy your thing, which leaves, in this example, eight people left, eight potential clients. Now, if you multiply that by the your average sale price, let's say it's a thousand, and if you have a higher ticket item, you're this this is eight thousand dollars. If you have twenty five hundred, three thousand, ten thousand dollars worth of you know services that that's your average sales price, that's how much money you're leaving on the table. So I'm going to ask you: Are you happy with your number? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, right? So. If you you shake your head, if you are, if this is, you're happy with your number, you're happy with your number or not. But the power of following up is just this. You give yourself an opportunity to recoup that. But based off of the numbers that we talked about earlier, 2% of those, those conversations that you have are only, are going to result in a first, in a sale in the first time. So your power, the power of following up is building the connection, building you know, what you need to bring people back into your ecosystem. So hopefully that makes sense. So I want you to commit to following up today because following up is your lowest hanging fruit, if that makes sense. So it's meaning it's the easiest thing you can do with the least amount of effort. You can connect with people who have already expressed an interest in your services. Um, so your battle is halfway done. You just got to continue the conversation and the follow up. And this is something that you can do um, in the background while you work on higher end activities, right? Especially if you can automate a lot of these things. So let's talk about um, really creating a very simple system. We're going to outline your system in the next um, few moments just to, to make sure you have one, right? Because I want you to walk away with at least something that you can do uh, for your follow-up system. So again, take your best note taking thingy out and just follow along. Right. So if you have any questions as I, I do this, uh, just raise your virtual hand um, and we'll, we're going to go from there. But creating your system is going to start with an outline. It's about when. Think about when. Right. When are you going to follow up? What's your frequency? Is it going to be, um, you know, two, three times 
four times after it, you know, after you have the initial contact? Is it going to be um, via email, via, via phone call? That's the how part of here, right? However you want to follow up, who's going to do the work? Because it may not be you, okay? For those of you who have assistance, uh, for people who um, you can hire out, who's going to do the work? And then what are you going to say, right? So simple outline. When are you going to do it? The frequency. How are you going to follow up? Who's going to do it? And what are you going to say? So a quick thought about that, you know, writing down your quick thoughts about this. Um, frequency when it comes to email. I'm sorry. Frequency when it comes to follow up. Um, it depends on how you're following up. So if you are following up via email, um, it's somewhere between two to four emails per touch point, right, per person. And that can be depending on the industry that you're in. If you're on a phone call, it's somewhere around the same amount. So somewhere between two to five phone calls, depending on um, what you say in those conversations, who you're speaking to. And if you're, if you're even talking about C-suite executives or higher ups, they prefer phone calls. Just, just putting that out there. Okay. They prefer phone calls. So everybody else, you can follow up via text or email. Um, do not. Okay, this is a personal preference. You don't have to do a personal preference for me, but don't do that on social media. It there's something it does something to my to my psyche. But for the most part, if you're trying to look like a professional and act like a professional and are working with professionals, social media follow up isn't the way to do that. So you can follow via email, phone call, um, sometimes text, depending on the relationship that you have. But it also depends on the industry that you're in, the service, the service that you're selling, and the person you're speaking to. Okay. So back to who is going to do it, it does not always have to be. If you are a solo, it has to be. <laughs> okay. Um, and we have to make time for following up. So, and what you are going to say is going to depend on what you're selling, right? So if the initial conversation is about, um, you know, does this make sense for you? Uh, is this something you, you're willing to buy in the first conversation? figuring out what their issues are, complaints are, and, and their vision, whatever it is that you're selling, right? Then, you know, if they don't buy that second time, I mean, the first conversation, the second time is more so about, are you still interested? You know, um, you know, you said you were going to follow up with your partner. Um, when can, you know, we, we had a call scheduled on Tuesday. I would love to, you know, are you still available on Tuesday just to follow up or as a touch point? But depending on what you were selling, your follow-up sequence and conversation should be short, to the point, very specific, very direct. Okay. So implementation. Set a deadline for your system. So for following up. So if you are creating this outline that you have, how long, when do you want it to be implemented in full implementation? What tools do you have to help you? Most, if not every one of you, especially if you're a business owner, should have some sort of CRM, customer relationship management tool, something that will help you follow up with people, keep in touch with people, set reminders or something, right? And sometimes your CRM will also allow you to do some sort of automation, send out emails after a specific uh, conversation or a touch point or point in the relationship that you have, right? And then out of all of those things, once you have those things, Fairly done, right? So your deadline, your tools, your automation. You're going to make a list. So I, I've worked with usually a lot of attorneys, a lot of attorneys, but I've worked with a lot of professionals, and 
um, depending on the number of contacts that you have, if you're a high volume type um, business, go back 30 or 60 days for those that you have not, you know, contacted. If you are like a higher ticket item um, and don't, you don't really rely on high volume, go back four to six months. Okay. That seems like a lot. I promise you it's not. <laughs> okay. So when you reach out, it's more of a, you know, you were interested in my thing. Um, you contacted me back in, uh, I don't know, August or something. Are you still interested in, in this particular service? You know, I would love to jump on a call if you're interested. Starting up a conversation, right? But you're going to make a list. And then you're going to implement on that list. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask, Based off of everything that you've heard, what one thing are you committed to doing this week? And what are you going to do differently? So I'm going to open the floor for questions and I'm going to stop the recording. Let me. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business, outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.